Hi, everybody. This is good old JR Jim Ross. You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Ringside Podcast. You got it? It's free. Get it. Love it. You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Sitting at Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling, news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. With Daniel Spencer. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Jeremy Wallman. I'm the best in the world at what I do. And Justin Kruger. Your arms are just too short to box with God. And now let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Wallman. Cougar Mania is back, brother. Oh, look at that. He is back. Guys, you are back. We missed you last week. I know. And 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 Jeremy, we well, and, go ahead. And quite frankly, I'm a little pissed off today. Are you? Yeah, because I listened to that last episode. Did you listen to the pipe bomb? Because you said <laughs> you were shaming us for not watching All In. And I don't know about this guy. I assume he's watched All In. Yes. But I can tell you right now. I watched it way before you ever recorded that. I understand I work Saturday, but uh-huh. I took the time to watch it Sunday. Okay. So. I just know I, you're all, you're supposedly the indie guys, and I'm not, but I was there, like in person, and, and, oh and the whole event, and y'all were worried about a football game we were going to get blown out on anyways. Look, so we I got jobs to do. Um, I was all like, in myself, <laughs> and Alabama anyway. was all in our rear end. So. Uh, Alabama was all in, yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyways. So, All In was amazing. Thank you for listening uh, to the Pipe Bomb and listening to the show, actually, because you, you act like you'd never listen to the show when you're not on it or when you're on it. So I, ne- I never listen to it. It takes me a half hour to work, so I spend half of it listening to you. It was, it, well, the, actually, it was a long episode, but, but Whitney was on the show, Whitney McAllister, great great friend, great friend of the show, beautiful lady. So, you know, at least, at least, at least you can say you listened to it for that, right? I did. Okay. Well, my, I always hit the mute button when anybody but her was talking. So All right. Well, okay. Well, there you go. But don't be rude. What, Let's oh, introduce our guest. We have a guest today. I was getting to that. And now, Jeremy, I'm going to let you do it because you, I want you to do the honors, Jeremy. D- wow, honors. you're not going to screw up the introduction for once? No, I want you to do it. Okay, well, let's just get right to it. Today, we are honored and privileged to have the good doctor, Ted McNailer, in the house. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's great to be here, guys. It's an honor and a privilege for my end to be here talking with you all. I I told you all before we got started, I started listening to you all a couple months ago, and I think you're all doing a great job, and I'm excited to be a part of the greatest podcast ever done by Ringside Podcast. Look at that. Thanks for lying to them, but telling the truth Uh, about me. I appreciate it. That's a great... And speaking of earlier, you talked about puns. We're going to be straight edge today, right? I mean, I told you this on the way over here that, you know, we were having my favorite member ever of the Straight Edge Society in the house today. And you tried to say, oh, wasn't there somebody better? I said, no, there was nobody better. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I didn't say that. Nerd. All right. Anyways. That's what I got to put up with all the time. So um, we're honored to have you on the show. I know we've been talking about it for the last month or so to work out a uh, time frame and when everything schedules going on, it just it worked out to be right in September. So I was glad to have you on. And I mean, you have a you have a lot of um, things you've done in the business uh, from you know uh, from the top to you know the indie scene, and you're still in it today. I mean, you're still doing things. It's amazing. You're um, at OVW, 
and uh, we just I'm 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 excited for OVW and excited for what's happening too as well, and it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it seems like we're entering a period of things. Exciting things are on the horizon, and even myself uh, helping run the machine. It's it's things pop up every day, and it's like wow, we're we're doing this. Like finding out the other day that we're doing a eight week Bruise and Bruises uh, brewery tour coming up. I think mm-hmm. that's that's you know a fun exciting thing that I'm looking forward to, and uh, the Four Street deal which came together. Yeah, uh, all of a sudden out of the blue, we had been talking about it and wasn't sure if we we're going to work what? out a deal, and we right. finally did. So I mean, this is it's really cool stuff, and you know, Al's only been in charge for about three months. And it's like it's already things are popping up that we never would have thought of. Doing. Yeah, it, it, it's, he's done an amazing job, and it, it, it's just I could just see nothing. We've talked about this before. I mean, we're kind of you know just repeating ourselves, but it's just going on and on. I mean, it's going to go take it to the next level and be much better. Be, be the OVW that used to be, um, and where it was on top, where it was everyone was talking about it all over the nation, not just in Louisville, Kentucky, but everyone was talking about it. And I, I can see it heading to that. Uh, to that level again. Well, yeah, because at the beginning of this year, what what we felt was really strong about Ohio Valley Wrestling was you had young guys in there that you could tell were hungry and wanted it, and they were making the they were making the product overall better. But now y'all have started to kind of filter in some vets, and that's always a great thing when you can mm-hmm. see some of your favorite guys from the other promotions or guys that you haven't seen around in a while, like uh, Ryan Howe uh, and, and the War Kings. Uh, it's just great. It makes everything yeah. – it just makes it better. It also helps that you have a guy like Al Snow leading the charge yeah. too because Al's a longtime veteran. He's He knows what it takes to make it in the business, and he's a great man of vision as well. So I'm sure having him as like a mentor, a head figure, is definitely something OVW needs. <laughs> For a while there, I remember I saw – we. I think we was about a year ago, we ran into him and uh, – Right before we did the collar noble thing, and oh we were yeah, like, up at the Day of the Dead. Yeah, or we were like, or look how jacked he is now. He's probably looks, he's probably <laughs> in better shape today than he ever was in his whole career. Like it's amazing. I, I don't know. He still ever so often shows at different spots, and I think he's wrestled a few things over the last year. But most part, he does the conventions or whatnot. But my goodness, is he in the best? Um, he's probably in the best shape of his life. I mean, really, I would think so. Yeah, I he mean, looks great. We, there's a running joke that he looks better than most guys in the locker room, so everyone needs to step up and <laughs> keep hitting. That's the true. You know what? But 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 take a look at Vince McMahon. True. Look Very how true. look how he looks and compared to. And so you kind of it's kind of got to be like he sets the bar. You know, like look, this is no pun intended, uh, uh, Seamus and Cesaro, but he's setting the bar, saying this is where you need to be, and you know, look where you need to look, and and yeah, the guys are doing. Of course, we're not going to say how old he is, but he, he is an older gentleman, and these young guys, right, got to look better. Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, one thing I've also seen is people in that same vein are, are stepping up. People are, are working harder, getting more intense, um, and really stepping up to the plate and delivering better and better performances. Uh, and every time they step into the ring each week, and it's, it's palpable. It's backstage. People are excited, and you know, it's just. I think a lot of great things are on the horizon. But having the opportunity, like I remember years ago, uh, being at OVW, you know, we had WB guys come in all the time, and uh, agents coming in all the time to talk to us, like. Uh, Pat Patterson and mm-hmm. uh, Robert Gibson and uh, you know who are these old guys that have been around and you know are still relevant and and knew what they were talking about um, and that's something that had been missing for a while but now we're integrating a lot of these guys into the roster uh, guest appearances getting a chance to work with them in the ring and yeah. it's all been you know very exciting and it's only the beginning of I'm sure a lot of stuff. And what I love about that too is that's the way the wrestling business is. It needs to be. I know for a while in the old old school, you know, older wrestlers were, especially in, I guess in the WCW age, they were getting kind of old. Oh, who's just taking my spot? But most of the guys, you know, they they realize, hey, I need to. This is the future. I need to 
coach them, teach them, train them, work with them, whatever it is, and they kind of share their knowledge, so to speak, and kind of uh, get to that point where it makes them a better, um, better, better wrestlers and better, better uh, superstars or whatever you want to call it. And uh, and it's amazing. when you see that it, that's the way it's supposed to be. And then I'm sure those guys will pass on down as they go along, as the newer guys come in too. So that's good. Uh, makes everybody better. Makes the whole product better, the brand better, the um, the industry better too, for sure. Um. So uh, speaking of Al Snow, let's go ahead and talk about Collar and Elbow because they're our sponsor. Yes, go to Collar and Elbow Brand, CollarandElbowBrand.com. When you go there, use promo code Ringside. Not only do you save ten percent, but you help the Ringside podcast out, and you get. The best wrestling apparel today, Collar and Elbow. You know, Jeremy, I wore Collar and Elbow at Starcast and got more compliments on that than Pro Wrestling Tees was there, like sponsoring all that. I'm sure you were. You probably would have got more compliments if you'd have put a bag over your head. <laughs> well, you know, uh, anyways. So, CollarNebelBrain.com, use promo code Ringside and you say 10%. All right. So, uh, I, have a, I have an important question to ask. Yeah. Why did the doctor accept a new patient? What do you mean? Why did the, why did the doctor accept a new patient? I don't know why. He figured he might as well give him a shot. <clears throat> that was amazing. Oh, my goodness. That was – I'm going to high five. Awesome. I I'm, to, I'm here all incredible. night. Incredible. I, I hate to say it. That was a good joke. Thank you. I'm here all night. Oh, man. I, Guys, I, you are very fortunate to have uh, someone with such comedic timing, you know, helping – I think that's the reason why our Ringside Podcast is really is, is great. Um <laughs> As, as it always, I mean, don't go wrong. Yeah. Everyone here does a great job, but yeah. really, that comedic timing—you can't, you can't. I mean, you, you're born with it. Yeah, you can't, you can't learn. I, that's, that's right. I, I would, I would agree with that somewhat. Yeah, uh, I tell oh. them all the time that if it wasn't for me, nobody. There probably some alley cats, and then some homeless people might listen to them, but that'd be it. Yeah. Well, uh, whatever. Dental we'll assistance, see. maybe. I'm not sure. I, I, look, as long as one person listens, I'm shocked. Even then, we got it. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, hey, I'll have you know, Papa Kruger is one of the biggest fans of this show. Thank you very much. Okay, well, uh, we appreciate his support, and he was ve- endorsing you as well. So I'll let you know that right here and now. So let's talk. Uh, let's look, talk Daniel hates it. I'm getting any kind of shot. Yeah, let's, I appreciate let's, it. let's talk you. a little bit about uh, about our guest here. Okay, so Ted, you you. Um, Going back here, where did you get your start? Where did where did you you know as far as OVW? Obviously, you've been there for quite some time. But where did you come to love the business? What, what brought you in? You know, wanting to be a wrestler, all that kind of stuff. I I loved watching wrestling since I, I was a little kid. I probably was three or four years old when I really remember watching it. And I I really I, actually my favorite growing up was the Ultimate Warrior. Okay, I, I chose yes. him over Hogan. I remember the feud going into WrestleMania. WrestleMania and, six uh, was that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six, yeah. Um, and I really liked it from there. I, I, I don't remember really following it as I got a little bit older until the Attitude Era hit, like 98, uh, with WCW and uh, WWF at the time with uh, uh, that whole thing. And I really get, remember enjoying Stone Cold and uh, The Undertaker and Kane and just all those characters at the time. Um, and that's when I really decided I want to be a wrestler. I will travel anywhere in the United States and and live there to become a wrestler. And then I remember doing my research and found, oh, well, the place to learn to wrestle is actually exactly where I live. And funny enough, it was actually a, a less than 10-minute drive from my house. Um, so I very much was fortunate in that respect. And so I started at OVW in 2004, trained under Mike Mondo, who was my first ever trainer, mm-hmm. uh, who taught me the very basics of wrestling. And from there, I moved on to Rip Rogers' class and um, uh, just kind of got started from there. You know, we've talked about Rip a lot on the show, uh, but it's amazing who what, who's who Rip has trained. He's the he's the 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 champion of our cha- the trainer of champions. Trainer of champions. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, like he's everybody, he has he has 
train is just looking at his history. I mean, even going back to the Memphis days and all, and just it's amazing of what he's what he's done. Um, it, it just blows my mind how um, so many people. When I hear people maybe you know don't want to like, oh, this this guy may be better than this. I'm like, look at Rip's, you know, look at his his resume. Like, who's better than Rip Rogers? I can't think of anybody out there. It's better as good ones, but no, I, Rip's the best for sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure how you could argue with that. I mean, you could you could give me somebody that I would compare up against, but Rip's got all the credentials. I mean, yeah, he's got. I mean, I think he's got more. You're right, trainer of champions. He got more champions under him than anybody else. I would say probably. I mean, I, maybe in NXT, maybe eventually we'll pass yeah. him up. But yeah, it is what it is. It's always amazing yeah. as someone that grew up in that area. Like he said, the Davis Arena was 10 minutes away. I was actually in the same boat because yeah. the Davis Arena was literally down the Old Shepherdsville Road for me. Yeah. It's always, it's always, it's yeah, it still is. But point being, you know, I was watching OVW around that time. It's still amazing to see all the people that went through there: Brock, Cena, Orton, even like he said back in '04, there were guys like Ziggler, CM Punk, the like, all of them coming through that system. Yeah, and some of them may have, like you know, Punk, for example, had a career somewhere else or or in the indie scene, and that's where developmental put. But there's so many other ones that you know. Even to this day, I mean, look, you got Mickey James, you know, you, you people that are on TV now that are like, wow, look at look at what they're doing. The Rock, let's not forget about The Rock. Well, he Batista didn't come to OVW. Yes, he did. No, he did not. He was USW. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that, my bad. Okay, little, little ahead of the game. It's okay. It's all good. Well, to me, Tuesday night wrestling's Tuesday night wrestling. You know, uh, so that, it kind of like transitioned. I mean, it would have been OVW. great if The Rock came to. to you know what? OVW, well, I'll just, we'll just take credit for it anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, well, he wrestled in Louisville a lot. So, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but so so when you so this is around two thousand four. Um, how long was it before you had your first match and all that kind of stuff? Uh, so the way it was back then, I believe it still is actually that way now. Is you would be in the beginners class for three months and learn the very basics, and then you would do your first show. And so my first match was actually a battle royal. Um, so I mean, there's nothing. I mean, I didn't win. Shucks. Right. Um, Come in, get thrown out. Yeah. Did. And then my first one-on-one match actually was the next. Uh, like beginners class show they did and that was actually against mike mondo i had sold the the most tickets and so i got to wrestle in the marquee match and that was nice. against mike mondo and actually was a great match and thanks to mondo uh for uh you know being in there with me yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm curious as someone that's never trained before uh is it typically common for your first match to be a battle royal or do they just try to throw you in the fire right away with a singles match that's a good question i don't know statistically if there's any difference i'm sure it's starting off you certainly aren't a, a quite a fair many of battle royals just you know if you're an extra body hey throw them in the battle royal it's just yeah. you know so I know that comes a lot with with starting in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. I mean, of course, the first match a lot we we touted as the one we're doing in front of a crowd. But for the most part, though, you, you know, you you have your first matches a lot of time in training. You're 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 squaring off with somebody. True, doing, true, you know, very true. You know, and even even I know Rip will make hey you two guys go. You, know, you just call it in the ring, go and and go from there. So I guess yeah. I mean, but but as far as in front of people, battle royal makes sense because you see a lot of that. You're right. I mean, yeah. it's just kind of you need extra guys and. It fills a spot, and there you go. You know, I would say the exception to that rule is if you sell a lot of tickets. If you come in and you're selling like 40 tickets, then they'll find a way to make sure you have a marquee match. Like similar to you know when I wrestled Mondo, I had sold a bunch of tickets to family and friends. Like okay, so you can have you know I don't think I had any business really wrestling otherwise, but. If you sell tickets, then put you on the show. That's got to be how Ricky Chevy got on TV those two weeks in a row. Uh, Ricky I don't Chevy. know. I don't know. Ricky it had to be. Hey. What, what other reason? 
Love you, buddy. But why did I point up? You're pointing up. You're like right, he's well, his career, <laughs> Sorry, his career has died. So you yeah. point up to say, yeah. I was thinking he was more pointing up because he was more or less implying that Ricky Chevy is somehow living in Studio Fifty Five. He may be his his funk is in here for sure. But oh, I guess I knew it. Had why did you have to bring up Ricky Chevy? Can we go? With, can we do an episode without bringing up Ricky Chevy? We, Daniel, you, you know the law of constants in this show is we always have a Ricky Chevy reference, and I was going to mention a wrestler, but uh, that's no, Daniel's no, no, no. job. He's yeah, the one that John Cena drop. reference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We Anyways. already did it though, so I guess it's taboo. Did you know that Daniel Daniel wears John Cena underwear? I do not. Yeah, I do wow. not. I don't know how he knows, but that. you can't see them, right? Exactly. See, <laughs> yes, <laughs> couldn't help myself. I yes. that explains a lot. Yes. Okay. All right. Gosh. Anyways, that was good. That was good. That was great. All right. That's what happens when you have two comedic minds at the table. It just comes naturally. Okay. Yeah. Just sure. improv. You know, improv. You, you all helped skyrocket Jay Lee to being on Monday Night Raw, and I just know yes uh, in the coming week I, I imagine they're gonna boot whatever guest is supposed to be on saturday night live and i'll be on there and y'all are welcome to be my guests we look of course i, I know uh, the gimmick we'll of big. edge and christian's podcast is they rocket ship everybody no we rocket strap everybody we do that we did it with we did it with we, we put together the greatest feud between the two randys Randall Randall Floyd and randy royal we that put was that one of the feud, greatest matches and, and it was because they I've, were on this show that they would put that feud together. Well, let's not forget that one of our first guests, Logan James, who's no longer with OVW, he had the, he came on our show and then had one of the longest television longest title, title runs yes. in OVW history. One of the longest. And, and just look. And then, right, Jay Lee comes on the show. She's on Raw. And, and look, even... It, he, Randall Floyd was on SmackDown. She was even on Raw. And she on the show, she's talked about Sasha Banks and what happened. Sasha you know, heard it and oh, gave yes, her a piece yeah. of her mind. But it's okay. She was still on Raw. So tell me. Well, Randall Floyd was on the backstage segment first match, but still, you you got to see him. It's because of us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So who knows what's going to happen, Ted? For you, I'm excited for you. So I better be careful what names I mention because that means I'll be involved, right? (laughs) Correct. (laughs) It's a very possibility, right? So, uh, so when you started doing doing your match, when did you uh, actually get involved as far as being character development and that kind of stuff uh, in in OVW? Like as far as when I was being used, yeah, or. Probably about 2006, a couple of years after being in the classes, I started to referee. Okay. Um, and that's when I had a chance to learn. Like when I first came in, Cornette was in charge, and then he ended up getting fired, and then Paul Heyman came in, and then Paul Heyman, I think, either got released or went up, up somewhere else, and that's when Al had stepped in to kind of take mm-hmm. over that role. Um, and that was around the time when I started as referee and really was more under Al. I mean, we would still, like when Paul Heyman was in – was taking over. He would actually would use us in the beginners class as plants in the crowd mm-hmm. um, to try to get more noise in the building, which was ingenious by by yeah, him to do. Yeah. Um, so I still got to learn a lot under him and and under Cornette uh, when during both his tenures uh, over there. But it was under Al that I really kind of broke my teeth as a referee. Yeah. Um, and then uh, how long did you referee for? I'd say about a year and a half or so, and then um, I had the opportunity to. They needed an extra. Uh, body on one of our live events and so I got to get my butt kicked by Sean Spears and uh, Al enjoyed the butt kicking so much that he said well you'll you know, we'll do it on TV and then that's how I, I started in that TV title match with Sean Spears and, and won it on my first uh, <clears throat> TV debut. So you said that was, that was kind of a perfect moment for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> hey, come on now. Uh. 
That's his thing. You let him do the puns, and you just sit there and talk well, or he, try he to. He enjoyed it, though. It was, you know, those who don't know, Sean Spears is everybody now Todd Dillinger. That. Not everybody. Some well, everybody that follows know. wrestling knows that. Not 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 always true. Hey, by the way, when I when he was here at the last show they did, and I it was a dark match, and I shouted out, Sean Spears, he looked over and goes, thank you for remembering. He, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Which, he's dating Peyton Royce, I think, by the way. Like, anyways, he's doing he's doing okay. All right. So... Uh, <laughs> No, he's a man. He's a good dude. Yeah, he. I mean, I've, he's been nice to me when I. That been always ever. translated though. You know, there's some guys that you can tell they're they're either, in my opinion, there's guys you can tell that are just douches. There's guys that you tell are just nice, or guys that are really good at that are nice, but they're good at being douches. So you think that they're real. He always struck me as the kind of guy that was just like down to earth, like would do anything for you if you were his friend. Um, he's been wrestling for such a long time. He's done everything he's been asked of in OVW. In ECW, uh, the WWE ECW, right, uh, WWE ECW, right. <clears throat> when he was Gavin Spears, and then his long road back to the to NXT in the, in the main roster. So I'm really happy for him. I, he's, yeah. he's a guy I enjoy watch performing. Today, if they'll ever let him on the screen in anything other than a comedy segment. To date myself, I was a uh, Stan Stan when uh, I remember Ty Dillinger. You was a what? Wasn't wasn't Ty Dillinger uh, stand that dude that got super kicked by DX? Oh, he was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So was I, like, I was a stand of stand. Was, back yeah, in the he day. was. The, he was the guy with like the headset. He goes, hey, yeah, yeah. He got yeah, yeah super kicked. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, that was the one where Shawn Michaels like did the whole like all the way down the hall, wasn't it? He like yeah. everybody. See, yeah. I just kicked Stan. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. So uh, so speaking of that, that's a good transition. So. You had the opportunity to be on WVTV. Yes. Uh, it was a f- big moment here, actually, in Louisville at the Freedom Hall uh, for Smack- uh, SmackDown. And uh, I, I was there. All, we all, we, me and you were there. JK, were you there? Do you remember that? 2009? Was that one? Eight? Nine? Most definitely. Uh, it was not. beginning of 2010. 2010. It was like, it was like yeah. the very first or second SmackDown of 2010. Okay. He was still in diapers when he met that was there. Right. Oh, stop so, it. So if anyone if, if anyone doesn't know they've been living under rock, um, there was a gentleman, um, uh, kind of well known. I don't see him punk. I think is his name. I've yeah. heard of him. Yeah, I heard of him. He had this uh, great gimmick and story and angle thing going on called the Straight Edge Society, and uh, he needed members. And it just so happened that you were his first member to be sha- have your head shaved um, in front of a live live audience. So how did that come about? Uh, getting that moment and being involved in that angle. Uh, well, they I knew they were coming up in in town, and actually, it was funny the night before. And we typically don't get the chance to hang out a lot. I actually was watching uh, Monday Night Raw with my longtime tag team partner Adam Revolver, and I uh, got a text from Danny Davis that they needed uh, some extra talent for the next night in Louisville, and so. Uh, he said, uh, just make sure you have, uh, you still have plenty of hair, right? And it was funny, I, earlier that day, I had actually gotten a haircut. Oh, wow. Uh, luckily, I didn't get it as short as I was was getting it at the time. But um, so I had to send my headshot, and they, they had me. I actually was working a full-time real job, and so I, I 
pleaded to my boss about it, and I already told myself if she doesn't let me go, I'm just going to quit. Right, right. Because uh, I really want to do this. And I didn't know anything about what was going to happen. But, but you knew, uh, did you but know I knew, I knew this was an opportunity, and it was, you know, I'd all, I had been used once before, and so I was excited to get a chance to get used again. What did you, what did you use before that? Uh, it was a year before that, just before WrestleMania time. I was a uh, backstage security guy. We walked out uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, oh, okay. After he broke the master lock challenge on that okay. night in Indianapolis, okay. um, but this, but I wasn't like I was just a background uh, person, and I got to eat a bunch of catering, and that's pretty much all I did. Uh, <laughs> but this time, uh, so anyway, I pleaded my boss; she let me get, get off work, and so I worked half a day, and then went straight to the broad, or uh, not Broadbent, uh, Freedom Hall, mm-hmm. and um, and went from there. Now you already obviously knew Punk because he was at OVW, right? Yes, yeah, okay. and he had. Uh, I wasn't sure if he would remember me, but he did. He was like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" You know, it was just it was cool that uh, Punk is someone that's always been very uh, cool to me. He's always been mm-hmm. really uh, kind, so I, mean, I have nothing uh, to say. And so I was glad that he, um, you know, worked with me on um, on doing that on SmackDown, and it was really it was really surreal, especially having grown up here and been in many events in Freedom Hall. You know, my first big WWE event was uh, Judgment Day two thousand, right? Uh, when they came, I think that was the one, or they did another pay-per-view but um pay-per-view before well there have been a bunch of pay-per-views but that was the one they it was 97 and then till 2000 it was a three-year span yeah for pay-per-views 97 so, was ground zero yeah and then 2000 judgment was day, day was before was judgment day before or after ground zero judgment day was after ground zero, ground okay, zero was so, 97. but the first one was the one uh where diesel and brett fought right that in was in your house february of 95 um uh, or 96 but yeah that was the, the cage where undertaker comes out and pulls. they've since named it right if you go and look in the wwe yeah. network it's called rage in the cage they never build that at one no time. They, they added all names to every uh in your house because they used to just call them in your house number one two yeah, or whatever and that. then now they added names to all of them yeah because they started doing that later and i'm like <clears> oh we need to go back and but it, you can watch it on the WWE Network. It's good. Anyways, asked about that. What do you think about that? Do you like having a name for each pay per view, or do you like having it just like, for instance, you know, we do the Saturday Night Special, and sometimes we have special names for them, sometimes we don't. Do you, I, I which, like what names. is your preference? I like do you names. like to have I like names? names. I, I don't, and I like the. Do you think everyone should have a name, or do you, should you only have a handful that that stick out? I, I think there should be ones that are that are common uh, returning like you know your your main four but then you're you know here maybe a hell in a cell whatever but then yeah, you yeah. have your um but then you should have something you rotate and change every year a couple maybe two or three you change every year depending on what's going on depending on the air the the you know the um, current events or whatever you want to call it the, you know the bring I, I think i like it and that's what yeah, yeah used to i do, do too it. i like the name branding because i mean i know y'all do Y'all have done war games in the past. Are y'all doing that again this year? I, I We're believe. planning on doing it in December, and it'll be not called the war games. Okay. <laughs> it'll okay. be called something else now that we're uh, going to be seen more in a public light. We we'll make yeah, sure you know we, we don't can. use the right. names. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, we will do that. The all the all arcade show. That's the plan, anyways, to do that uh, sometime in December, and then our, of course our Nightmare Rumble we do every year. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I know we do the run for the ropes every year. The run for the ropes, um, you know, and have those marquee matches. But you know, that's something that you know I always like to get good feedback from from you know people that I respect on that. So well, I, well, I was curious what you all thought. It, oh yeah, I love inter- the names. It's an interesting question that you asked because uh, WWE names their pay per views, but if you notice, NXT usually does the takeover branding followed by like the city name, which is the old in your house way. It was in your house, right? But, you know, and I'm. I'm sort of indifferent on either or on that, but, and we've stated this multiple times, you know, I feel like having pay per views named after a match like, say, Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell, or right, TLC those, yeah. takes away the value of the match itself. Like, I feel like the matches should just happen at pay per views, not have a pay per view themed after them. Do you feel mm-hmm. the same way on that? 
Uh, for the most, I, I, yes, I do. Uh, in the sense that if it, you're only selling one match, but like for instance, if we're having all the matches in a cage, then I think like that's what when, TNA used to do with lockdown. Yeah, and I'm not saying necessarily I agree with with the thought of having that. But that being said, if you are going to do that, I do think that in that sense it can be the theme. But I wouldn't theme a whole show after one match because then you still have the whole rest of the card that yeah. isn't that match. It's like when they did the TLC. It's like you always had a. A TLC match, but then you always had a tables only, a ladders only, and a chairs only. And you're like, and, and then a they stairs the only. That one you're in stairs. It was like, what? This just, is stupid. So, are you saying devalue in the sense that you overuse it? And, yeah, overuse it. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I do agree with that. I, I, don't, I don't. Should be every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that we are. You know, I, I think fans still enjoy it, and so it's something that we want to deliver on. So that's why you know we're still doing all match cage show. But from my personal perspective, I, I think it does overdo it. But I do think it can be done as long as every match you make sure is, is different in its own way. Well, and I think that's up to us as um, you know OVW to figure out what those matches are and make sure we deliver on that. We know, I mean, back when it comes to like Hill in the Cell, we, we know that um, kayfabe is dead. We get that for the most part. But it's good to like try to still make you believe in a lot of ways. And one of the things when you know Hill in the Cell is coming in October of every year, the, the, the whole point of a Hell in the Cell or a cage match is you have this feud and all of a sudden – all right, these guys, there's no way to end it. We're going to have to do it in a cage. But then it's like if you know what's coming, you just got to pick this, which, which one of these two or three storylines are going to be the one where we have to so- solve it in the cage now. And it just does it. It kind of takes away from that whole, oh, wow, now this is why we have a cage. This is finally going to end or or, or t- take care of this feud. That's the only thing I hate about those those common every year things. It should be just a surprise at WrestleMania or whatever. Hey, this we're having a hell in the cell at this pay-per-view, you know. Um, that's just my take on it. Well, my personal uh, my personal opinion is, is I love the, the like in your house mind games. I lo- I love the it, it it makes me want to uh, I don't know it just makes it more exciting for me that they have the name the Saturday Night Special. When we went to the one, uh, what was the one? And forgive me for forgetting the name of it, but it was the one where it was Randy versus Randy. Oh, it was the um, oh gosh. Or, uh, if you was, looked, at what the, was the, the main event? Was the casket match right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. What was the name of that one called? Um, I can't remember it. I can't remember. It was a great oh, name. Um, nah, this is terrible. Uh, Into the Void. <laughs> yes. It, yes. Yeah. And that that was pretty cool. That was that was a great name for it. Uh, but yeah, maybe each one doesn't. Need, but I, I like it myself. I like it. I will say I think they did an excellent job with the poster as well. And I want to think I think uh, one of Mike Hayes' uh, friends made that, and it was really well done. I, no I limits was, was another one too, wasn't it? No limits. Was oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what it was. No limits was the cast. It should have been Into the Void. I think that was the you month need to before. be in charge of that. That was the month before. <sighs> yeah, that was the month before. <laughs> you know how it is, Jeremy. Sometimes you know you can't help people. Other people drop the ball. You can only pick up so many. I, I know that. So, and by the way, we talked about punk earlier. We talked about people being, um, you know, great. Always, I want to give a shout. Out. I know I've said it before, but shout out to. Punk for I mean he came to Matt Capitelli's funeral and it was like of all people I, I didn't expect to be or I expected a lot of other ones to be there I know it was a kind of a weird time frame people working traveling but I was I just not expect Punk to show up and it was pretty amazing and of course Matt's a great guy and so I could and he even said you know oh but I, I wish I was here for another reason but I wouldn't miss it and I was like oh right. that's great you know so shout out to to to, to Mr Phil Brooks uh, for doing that um, anyways um, so. When you uh, got that moment, did all that, like, did you, so you got there, you did not know, I mean, you kind of knew that you wanted you to have hair, you yeah. know, Shay, but did you, did you know it was actually going to be this, this moment or whatever? Not when I showed up, no, not until, yeah. you know, they, 
they had they told me about you know what what the you know CM Punk was going to come out and was doing the Straight Edge Society thing, and it was funny. I had just put a bunch of product in my hair to to spike it up um, to make it look like I had more hair than I actually had. Yeah, uh, you know to try to um, you know swerve them a little bit, and then they said, "Well, make sure you get all that junk out of your hair." And so I literally had to go to the bathroom and get under the the sink. And as I'm doing it, I turn to the side. This is just kind of a funny story. And uh, Batista was just sitting there changing. <laughs> And uh, I just kind of smell. Hey, uh, how's it going? <laughs> and, I was, and he goes, uh, you "Doing okay there." I said, "Yeah, yes, sir. I'm doing fine." And I, it was just one of those weird moments. Like, oh, this is just kind of an awkward <laughs> moment where I'm trying to, you know, get wash all this crap out of my hair. And Batista just kind of standing watching this kid, just you know, trying to not get my clothes completely soaked yeah. in water while I'm trying to get this stuff out of my hair. Did you Did you know him from? I mean, of course, from OVW, but did you actually meet him beforehand? Like, did, no, no so that was the first him. time I had met him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a good guy. I had that <clears throat> when I saw him in OVW previously. I had I was going as a fan. I okay. went I went every week until I turned eighteen, and then that's when I started. What the Leviathan character like amazing? I wish they would have used that in NWB. I mean, it's typical, definitely Jim uh, Jim Cornette, uh, Memphis style, or or you know. It was Smoky a great character, and I'll tell you another character that was great in OVW, and then when it went up to the main roster, it fizzled, was Ryback. Oh, my God, every week the lights went off, and they come back on, and he was just beating everybody's rear end. Yeah. Amazing. He was a destroyer, and then he got to WWE, and he was always compla- telling people to feed him more, and well, that I was, was worried later, about his weight. Before, but he was somebody else before that. He was Skip somebody, wasn't he? Like, oh, yeah. Skip Sheffield yeah. in NXT. <laughs> I, I think the problem is anytime you go up with a character that is kind of like uh, apocalyptic or evil, you know, all of the Undertaker, Undertaker. you're always going to be measured. It seems like anytime they try to go up with a, a character that is of that nature, I mean, look at Mordecai, look right. at... Um, I mean, really, anyone else that they tried to give. Kevin Thorne. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it was the same guy, but more or less. Yeah. Right. But, you know, when you go up with – so I'm almost kind of glad that he didn't – they didn't try to attempt the Leviathan gimmick because I think naturally it would have just been someone that, you know, probably would have gotten a one-off with, uh, you know, Undertaker. and then yeah, that, that's true. That may have been that's it. True. I don't know. That's true. Um, I like, I like that everything happens for a reason. You, you know, the Deacon Batista character, I mean, you say what you want. He obviously was, was more than that and was able to break out because they gave him, you know – Maybe yeah. what some would consider not as good of a character, but it allowed him to shine, yeah, and show what he can really do. Plus, you're talking about a time where they didn't, they weren't so open to to bringing characters from other organizations up. Now, everybody, Bobby Roode, Samoa Joe, they're all able, AJ Styles, all able to retain their name and and gimmicks. Yeah, but back then, you they they would change you in a heartbeat. They would turn uh, Colt Cabana into Scotty Goldman in a heartbeat. Well, that was that was then when I mean Vince. I mean you've heard this on other podcasts. Vince all of a sudden will decide no one uses their real name, and then all of a sudden everyone has a everyone has an occupation, uh, and then everyone well, has a you know that's just kind of a Vince thing. Really. I think it sort of depends <clears throat> on who it is. It's obviously case by case. Like some guys, yeah, they may have to have their names changed because you know they're unknown. They need to flesh out a new identity, but. Even back to the 80s when you had guys like Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, they were established names in the wrestling scene. So they just came over to WWE as who they basically were in, say, NWA, for example. Yeah. Well, you, then you look at the Texas Tornado, though. Then it's like, why did you look at his, look at who he was all these years in, in the name and you change his name, too. So, I mean, you know, just, I think it's just a, one of those things that and I've heard this many times, and I don't know if you've met him or know anything of him, but Vince just will someday just come with an idea and change his mind, and that's just the way it goes, and he runs with it for a while, and then eventually he changes his mind again. I mean, that's, 
that's it's his company. He can do that, and uh, it drives us fans crazy. But he has the right to do that. His company. The only thing uh, I can say about Vince is he definitely has an intensity about him. Yeah. There, the CM Punk thing. I did get to meet him, and he was very much more or less a toned down version of what you see on television. Just yeah. you know, he has an aura about him, yeah, and he, he talks very you know you know like this. Yeah, like, hey, come over here. Let me tell you. And I was like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. Was, but he was very. I mean, he's still very kind. Uh, and he told me when I got uh, to the back, he uh, Michael P.S. Hayes came over and said, "Hey, uh, the boss wants to say something." And I thought. What did I mess up? Right, right. Uh, this is it. I'm done. And then uh, he said, hey, thanks, kid. You did a great job and shook his hand. Um, and that was just really cool. So that was my cool Vince moment. Yeah. Um, now, I remember that segment. It was, it was really, I mean, live. It was, of course, it was, this is when they taped SmackDown back in the day, which they just recently started going live. But um, that was, I know it was real long. I know they shut it, cut it down on TV. Was When they were doing it, was there any kind of like people yelling in your ear going, y'all hurry up or what? Uh, was any of that going on or y'all just going with it? You just, just standing there, letting them shave your head. Cause I don't know if there was, I remember being longer. I don't know if there was a problem with the Clippers or what was happening with, uh, with I just remember being longer on, than it was on TV. Any, do you remember any of that? I, I don't recall any of that. No, I just was basically was just waiting for them to call me out of the crowd and, you know, I assume that there. I mean, there's always you know uh, productions in the back. You're able to yeah. get word to people, but I didn't hear anything like that. No, it's interesting. Have you been to a recent SmackDown or Raw or anything in the last couple of years? Uh, I went to the NXT show they did this past summer. Okay, so they uh, when when the TV's there and they're doing everything, it's it's just so, we talked about it before doing the SmackDown live being up, because I'm sitting up close, so you can see a lot of the stuff. And man, it was just. Seeing the production, the cameras telling the guys to stay right there, and he turns the camera on, and seeing the really the production machine that is WB is pretty amazing what they do. And and Al sit under that and knew knows what's going. So seeing OVW kind of coming into that light, you know, it, it's just I'm 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 pretty excited to see it being that oil machine here in Louisville. Yeah, I, I, that was a very interesting to hear that perspective from you after the show because I was up in my suite and I didn't see all that going on. So uh, very intriguing. Did you know that I overheard a, a conversation today between a doctor and an anesthesiologist? You did? It was mind-numbing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring my A game tonight. The doctor is in. That reminds yes. me of this patient I saw this last week. He had his entire left side cut off. They're all right now. <laughs> oh, love oh. it. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm curious if he sent you these jokes. I'm no, uh, no, this is straight <laughs> off top. So, um, so when it comes to because after that you go back to obviously OVW. Now, did you get a lot of attention? I guess. I mean, were you like you know as far as. What was that like after that moment? You know, I'd, I would say there was a little bit of an extra buzz about it, and I tried to kind of run with the straight edge thing a little bit. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember anything going on at the time. There's another guy by the name of uh, Benjamin Bray mm-hmm. who was at a live event and got his head shaved. Yeah, uh, wasn't on television, so we kind of rolled with doing the tag team thing. Yeah, um, until eventually uh, Revolver came back as he was. Um, he was supposed to get booked on this international deal. It ended up falling through, and so he was just kind of waiting his time because he had signed a contract with them. But then it would, ended up it didn't pan out, and so he ended up coming back. And that's when we started the elite uh, at the time. And then that was kind of actually during almost kind of I would say a dark period at OVW. There really wasn't a lot of direction. Um, and then that was right before Jim Cornette was brought in the second time 
Um, and that's when we got a chance to learn a lot under him and do a lot of stuff with them and OVW and had a couple uh, shots with Ring of Honor. And, and um, So, it was so really you, you, try, you were the elite before the elite was cool. That is correct. We were the first team in wrestling called the elite. Yeah. Um, hmm. I know there's a lot of people that disagree with uh, this other team that I've heard of. I'm not yeah. sure what they've really... <clears throat> Um, done. I know that when we were challenging for the tag team titles and challenging anyone in the world, that there was no other uh, team that stepped up. Uh, so I'm not sure about this. Yeah, this other team. Interesting. The elite. You ever heard of them? The elite. No, uh, no. There's only one elite that I uh, that I recognize, <laughs> yeah. and that's our guest and Mr. Yeah. Adam Revolver. That being said, if there's anyone that you know wants to contend with, you know, an issue with, you know, saying that they are the real elite, then you know, I might be happy to lace up my boots one more time and show why that we were the greatest tag team in the history of tag teams. Oh, look at that! So now we figured out what he, that's what's going to happen. That's where he's going to rocket ship to the match of the elite. Oh, versus there it is. The mm, elite. The other elite. Yeah. The people that claim they're the, elite. Yeah, well, I mean, again, he said they were one, and he's not joking. One, one of my favorite, probably, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. And it's not just because he's a guest. I don't do that on this mm-hmm, show sure. much, uh, but he, he, the Mobile Homers were one of my favorite tag teams of all time in OVW. The Muscagney family, I would put in my top five, and then the, uh, and I know I said five, but the third one because we were talking about him earlier. Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes, phenomenal yeah. tag team yeah. in OVW. Uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew, which was Brock and Shelton. I'm going to throw one more out real quick to get this over. Um, the Bro Gods. Bro Gods? Okay. I'll throw them in there. All right. Only because I can't think of anybody else at the moment. But Nick yeah. and Rob. I like I mean, them. The Workings are doing great, too. Yeah, yeah Nick and Rob, man. You got oh, yeah, that's true. The, oh, the yeah, Lord, yeah. Lords of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, that's what I, on, that's who I meant. Yeah, come Nick down. and Rob is great. All right. It, that takes me back. Though. I was going to say Ricky Chevy and somebody, but he never had a tag team worth a garbage crack. can, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Chevy in the bottom rope when he went into the Nightmare Rumble for the first time in the in the rope clothesline. Oh, great. little John, maybe him and little John. Okay, let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, so you you went on that. The uh, so when did you uh, kind of go from the uh, ring to the mic and do commentary and things of that nature well that started happening well i did get an opportunity to do that during i don't remember deep uh, derby city wrestling mm-hmm. which yeah. was created as a secondary show that because about, uh, jbl did that or was that he part of that or was that no that was during the uh, viper fight league viper, okay, uh, jbl viper, was yeah, part right. of that okay, okay um and during that time derby city wrestling came about because ovw was back when uh you know we were still part of the developmental uh with ovw and so mm-hmm. we had our show for the guys that weren't under contract um and so I had an opportunity to do some commentary and, and you know, creative and things like that uh, during that time. And that's where I kind of got my teeth wet, a lot of trial and error, yeah. uh, a, lot of, a lot of trial, a lot of error. But, you know, we still were able to make the most out of what we had. Um, and then so that got my interest in, in those kind of things and that creative and, and talking on the mic. Um, and then a few years after I met uh, my wife, Brittany, uh, our ring announcer, Brittany Devere, uh, you know, I, I figured I was at a time where I was working as a personal trainer and it was hard to make ends meet every month and I needed uh, something to maintain my wrestling habit. So I went back to school and I got my doctorate in physical therapy. And so that's where I kind of disappeared for a few years. I still was in touch. Like I did a couple of charity shows and got to go to Guatemala and do some mission work down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I came back, I kind of took more of a backstage role and uh, doing more on the commentary side of things. And, uh, at first, it was really uncomfortable. I didn't feel I was very good, and then I slowly kind of got into the groove of it. And you know, I'm doing a two bone horn, but you know, 
I feel like I have to, you know, carry uh, Gilbert to a, a good show every week, and you know, someone's got to do it, and you know, it's uh, it's hard mm. to carry uh, a talking segments with with other guys that maybe don't carry their weight, but it can be done. Yeah, speaking of someone that doesn't carry their weight, I tell you one thing. Uh, I don't know why he hasn't accepted my challenge, but that 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 belt oh needs to be put God. on the line. Um, Actually, I, pretty much everybody in Louisville, Louisville media, has challenged Shannon the Dude to a radio heavyweight world title championship fight. Yeah. And the only person that he accepted was Tony Vanetti. An old, no offense, Tony. I know you. you hey, know. talk about Tony. That's a good, good guy. Yeah, he's he's a good dude, but he's a, he's he's an older gentleman. Yeah, uh, one of my, you know, yeah, acquaintances. I won't call him a friend, but I won't call him an enemy either. I just mm. don't throw that friend around the f word around very much. But yeah, I, we we did want to ask about that because our good friend Steve Remmons from ESPN ninety three nine he challenged him nothing, uh, and then Daniel <laughs> Spencer Daniel, come on. Daniel challenged him. That one was funny. Well, you, but, you you run into him at he he. It was funny about it is you run into him at the with the fair last year. It was at the fair last. And he was year. like, hey, he goes, oh, I heard of you guys. He goes, yeah, and he tells him, he 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 reminds him he was challenged. Oh yeah, that's how I heard of you. Like did he walk away or something? Yeah, yeah. no, no, I walked away because <laughs> he was about to do a remote, uh, but. How's your chemistry with? How do you feel like your chemistry is with Shannon? Oh, I, great! I've I have nothing bad to say. Me and Shannon do really well. I think we, uh, you know, I think we both kind of help Gilbert along, uh, so to speak. And uh, no, I I think Shannon's great. I think he does a great job. It's funny. I was watching an old tape of him, and he actually for a very short time did the ring announcing for us, and actually wore a full suit and everything. And it oh, was wow. just kind of surreal to see Shannon in, in that particular. It's uh, of his like era. QMF shirt. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's definitely in my bottom three favorite uh, announcers or commentators in OVW history. Yeah, who's who's number one? Um, I don't. Maybe he's number one as, as far as my least favorite, but my my favorite favorite. Yeah, is sitting right here. Okay, all right. And then Kenny Bowen would be in there, yeah. and then Dean Hill. I, I enjoy listening to all three of them. Maybe not in that order, uh, but I love listening. To all, it's just so it, it's all like you mentioned earlier. We were fortunate to be here in this city with this great organization not yeah. that far away. It's been a part of my whole life from my childhood all the way up till now. And it's just great to see it getting back to a point to where it's getting stronger. And I'm I'm just I'm pumped. OVW one thousand on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's amazing. I mean only a few shows have been made at one thousand. You have Raw. It's mm-hmm. wrestling wise for sure. You have Raw, you have SmackDown coming up, and then you have OVW coming up. All right, so it's kinda interesting that uh, all these shows have made at one thousand. Of course there's other I mean Simpsons, uh, Matt I mean there's only Master Mash even making one thousand. I don't know. Maybe this Simpsons. Ringside podcast will make one thousand. That's yeah, for that going to We'll make ten thousand. Yeah. No, I meant us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see you around much longer. <laughs> Um, I'm joking, uh, buddy. I'm joking. So now like, your role, I mean, of course, the commentary, but you're and you you kind of get in the ring a little bit, some, I guess, so to speak, and then you're kind of more behind the scenes a little bit now, as you were stating before in OVW. So, as far as your career, I mean, of course, I know you you're not planning on ever leaving the industry, but as far as like looking back, I mean, what is your like, you know, would you ever thought, you know. 2004 when you started this training that you would be in the, where you're at right now no oh, never i mean if you would have told me i had a doctorate degree first of all i would have laughed in your face yeah. uh and then also being told i get i'm working alongside al snow as part of ovw and gladiator sports and and helping to grow it into being a territory again um you know in a true uh place where people around the world and that's truly our hope people around the world will come to learn the craft of professional wrestling and not just what you do in the ring how to produce television how to 
uh, sell yourself. I mean, if anything, you know, we're wanting to be the the measuring stick for for everywhere else um, as as far as uh, you know being the best at producing professional wrestlers. Yeah, and and it's it's one of the best. Um, I mean, as far as I can only think of a few schools that are really really decent. Maybe Lance Storm if he still does his thing, and uh, I know I know uh, the. The Dudleys did something for a little bit, but for the most part, OVW is where it's at, man. That's where you need to go train. Mm-hmm. And even and only was and only person I also have a shout out maybe Dick, Nick Dins, Nick Dinsmore in yeah. South in South Dakota, but you know that's because he's an OVW guy. I mean, um, I know uh, I know Seth Rollins does one and it was really decent too, but it's just I don't know anybody really has come out of that that's been that that you know great at right. the moment. I think so, the thing that sets us apart is the the TV. I don't think there's really yeah, anywhere else right. that you can go and learn that because that is it's a whole different. It's very different to just going and wrestling in front of a crowd versus wrestling under the lights and you know there's commercials and you I mean there's a lot more to deal with and a lot more understanding of where you're at at all times. Yeah. Um at least when you're uh, on TV on camera. Um and I, I I will attest that under Alex exciting because he really is putting his heart and soul into this cuz I know working with him closely I mean he starts his day a lot of times at 6 in the morning and goes till 2 in the morning the next day. Uh last night he just impromptu decided to call uh the roster uh, to OVW and, and ran a class yesterday just because he wanted people to get better and get in the ring and was just literally in the ring taking, you know, bumps in the ring and getting in there and getting in the trenches with everyone, mm-hmm. I, myself included. I decided to go and I'm still feeling it. I'm still yeah. very sore from just uh, getting in the ring there. But, you know, just to me, it's a testament of, you know, he's giving so much of his time and he's excited and is going to, you know, this all rides on him. He's told me before, you know, if OVW goes down, his it's on it's on him. It's because under it's under his watch and he's not going to let that happen yeah what the um when it comes now he's starting uh al snow wrestling academy right or something like that yes been... actually that's something that's been going on for a while a lot of okay. people don't know about it because there's they don't really have a television show but he has several schools i think about 16 or 17 actually around the globe he has one in chile he has a couple in england i think he has one in italy um but yeah he has several locations and our hope is that we will eventually have a network and we'll be able to get guys here from those other countries and vice versa be able to send our guys to other territories that they can start to work. You know, I'm not saying we're in the market to try to get a TV show in, in Chile right now, but you know, if that were to happen, you know, then that's something that we could also uh, utilize to our advantage and help guys travel and get a chance to learn. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, I've seen him kind of been touting that out a lot, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. And I, I was wondering if that was going to kind of replace. OVW is wrestling score if that's going to be part of it or how that's going to work out. So. OVW will still be OVW, but it will be a part of the Al Snow Wrestling oh, Academy. Kind of so, like, yeah, yeah like, kind of like a parent. Kind of, yeah, gotcha. exactly. So I mean, it's still yeah. it's still OVW, but it's it's just being um, under that umbrella too, and that just makes it, it makes it easier to make it systematic with the way we treat everyone as far as you know making sure our international students you know if they go to this this school versus another school that they're treated the same way. I was shocked too. Uh, uh, at at Starcast, I ran into somebody and was talking to them, and I'm not going to say who they are, uh, but I was talking to them, and I was curious. I was like, "Are you are you going to come to OVW for the th- uh, for this shows or whatever?" And they looked at me and goes, "No, probably not." I was like, "Oh, how come?" You know, they go, "I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the new owner," and I'm like. What? How are you not a fan of Al Snow? Like I don't. But of course, they. I guess there must be some kind of heat involved or whatever. So I'm gonna, not going to name drop them. But I just was shocked to see that you people, not name drop somebody. Well, because you must be it's sick a negative today. thing. Well, I'll say this for the record. I'll put it out. There. I don't know what you're talking about. I will say that working with Al, and we've made this clear because we've had many discussions about you know who should we talk to. 
Al will bring in anyone. So yeah. if anyone that wants to come to OVW that was, you know, a name or whoever, there's, I mean, it's business, business. We want to give the fans what they want, truly. So there's no bad blood. And if anyone wants to come back that had a, had a run and, uh, you know, yeah. wants to be part of the show, then contact myself or contact Al directly. And we'd love to make it. I mean, we're wanting this to be the best it can possibly be as uh, as nostalgia and as really a, a celebration and a gift to the fans that have helped to build OVW. And that's what I, and that's what I know Al, Al is. That's what he's all. He's not about, you know, look, let's let's make this product better. So I think this person just has a chip on the chip on the shoulder. But, you know, it's it kind of blows my mind. But uh, but but I mean, that's the way it needs to be. And that's the way Al wants the OVW to be. Go ahead. I want to go back to what he mentioned earlier about Al. Calling calling the roster in last night to have that that that's phenomenal. The fact that he called them all in and had, I don't know how it was last night, but that that I I translate that into like when we had to have extra football practices. Mm-hmm. The guys that wanted to be there and wanted to start were the hungriest, and they got the extra reps and they did what it took. They didn't cry because I didn't cry because I was already the starter. I I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna show them why I deserve to be the starter. You were you started? Yeah, I was a starting tight end at Doss and okay. second string at Louisville. Okay, gotcha. Behind okay. Ivan Green. Okay, which means I never got to play. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be said for that because certainly, I mean, certainly some people had to work, and you know, not everyone can make it. But you saw who was jumping in the ring at every opportunity to to try to learn in front of Al. Now I'm not gonna you know name drop a bunch of people, but I know he's a good friend. If y'all, Randall Floyd, absolutely, that he was there. Me he jumped all. right in that yeah. ring, and that's why he's getting all these great opportunities because he's stepping up his game and he's making sure he's getting better. And there's there's some other guys too. Again, I'm not gonna. And what's amazing start about him is that, he's already. But, Decent. Right. He's already yeah. good, and and he's just get, wanting to get better and better, and and, yeah. it's, and uh, in his short and, time frame. And same with Jay Lee, throwing in that category. Yeah. Of course, she was there as well, and plenty of other people. But yeah. you know, I'm I'm not going to start getting into all that. But I'm just saying the people that right. you would expect and that you all know, um, you know, really want it, and and it shows when they when they wrestle. But you know, same thing behind the scenes. Yeah. That, you know, they're living and breathing it. That's awesome. What now? In uh, far as everything you've done so far. Um, I mean, you could probably name yourself, but you could surprise us. What would be your uh, what, what favorite moment of you've got experience so far, and favorite match? You've ever had? Um, well, the CM Punk thing that was pretty cool. Uh, also, believe it or not, when we did the Ring of Honor show uh, here in town, that working in front of those uh, type fans, those rabid fans, and you know, you know, they have very little forgiveness of what you do. And I wrestled twice in front of those fans and was able to, I feel like delivered, um, you know, they seemed to really appreciate what we had to offer. We had to change up. It was up to us to change our style and not just expect them to accept what we do. And I feel that we were able to step up and, and I was, we were able to rise to that challenge. So that was a lot of fun. And it was, uh, very surreal. That was, uh, yeah, probably I'd say one of my favorite matches was doing that against uh, Chris Silvio and um, Fang or Raphael Constantine. No, that was the ROH uh, tapings that they actually taped at Davis Arena, correct? Yes. Okay. No. Oh, wait, was, wait, wait. I take that back. No, that was when they did a show called, I think it was called the Bluegrass Brawl. Okay. Uh, and then they did the Ring of Honor tapings a few months later. We worked uh, the Briscoes, and then we also worked uh, Rocco and James Moose Thomas and had a great match with them as well. Okay. And it didn't seem like on paper, you know, you would think we'd be able to work the Ring of Honor style. But, you know, we I think we also stepped up and uh, I'm still feeling a couple of bumps and bruises because of that. Uh, yeah. Getting in there with Rocco and Moose, uh, we just let each other have it. But that's what you do in those situations. You just go out there and, you know, you just say, uh, sorry, brother. And just, yeah. you let, let, leave it all in the ring. And um, But that's what makes wrestling great. You see when people really get into it and really start, you know, laying into each other. And to me, that's that's what what brings the intensity and gets you into it. 
Yeah. Actually, I'll drop it here. We're doing the, the Hurricane Helm seminar. We haven't announced it yet, but you all get the scoop first. There you go. Not that all it's right. a big deal, but uh, September 27th, he's coming yeah. to do a seminar. That's pretty cool because he did the you – had, you had Tommy Dreamer, you had Billy Gunn, and yeah. then you have you had you know, Shane Helms coming in. Who's the, and we're hoping to get more. I mean, yeah. we're hoping to make this a regular thing and you know try to attract people that maybe aren't a part of OVW and maybe still want to – you know come in and do some things and we're also you know allowing people that come in for these seminars to have the opportunity to uh work on television uh as well so i mean i think overall we're trying to trying to make these valuable to the people that want to do them obviously not geared towards fans but people that are in the business uh either as wrestlers or referees or what have you and want to learn it's a good learning opportunity when, when that gets announced we'll tweet it out and also just make sure guys you have your kentucky uh kentucky wrestling license to get in the ring and do anything yes yes that is true yeah you, you do have to have now if you want to come and just do the q a that's totally fine. You don't have your license for that, but that is that is that these are uh, specifically uh, geared towards people that are in the wrestling business. So yeah. not for fans, unfortunately. But Hurricane Helms will be in action the night before, and you can see him live at OVW. Absolutely. Um, do you um, have any final thoughts, guys, before we shut down the show? Already. I, I wanted to talk more. Let's talk well, let's more. Let's go. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, a doctor once tried to save my grandpa. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? You can't even do it? Uh, you know, they, he put an IV in him, tried to save him. It didn't work. It was all in vain. Yes. I've we, noticed that uh, he's very calm tonight. Given that he's a doctor, he must have a lot of patience. Oh, God. On, on that note. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my one line was oh, not good. I'll give it to you. I did enjoy that. That was, that was good. I was oh, about wow. to say, if the, my one line today did not get approved, I was going to walk away. I don't know if we can take it any higher than that. Man, why did we approve it? <laughs> All right. You said, did we have any final questions? Well, yeah, we, we, go it, ahead with your okay. final questions. How does it feel? Because uh, I wouldn't know it because I don't have a great tag team partner. Um, no offense. Offense. In tag team wrestling, how, how does it feel to have like a dependable tag team partner? That's, that's something I've always wanted. I know it's kind of like off the rails a little bit, but... You know, you got to be able to trust the person that you're with. Absolutely. I I think uh, that's essential to, well, I guess not essential. I mean, certainly you can, you know, smoke and mirrors. But I think to be a really successful tag team, you have to be. And certainly, you know, we were able to help each other. I mean, there were times where in the ring, you know, one of us would see something that was happening and had to take action and take initiative. And you just trust the other person and eventually get to the point where, um, you know, we don't even have to talk before a match. You know, we just we kind of know uh, what we're going to do and can fill each other out and, and pace it. I mean, we have wrestled against uh, guys we had no business having uh, ever wrestling in a wrestling ring, but been able to you know get uh, get some good matches out of uh, whoever. And I think that's really the testament to becoming a good tag team is you can get in there with whoever and have a good match. Yeah, it's tag team wrestling is one of the like the, one of the best forms of wrestling. I mean, I, I mean, Steve Austin even talks about it. Spot, like he loves tag team wrestling. There's an art to it. There's a special art, but. It's one. I mean, just the, the whole hot tag and the whole thing. I mean, it's just it's amazing um, to, uh, to 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 want. I actually like that better sometimes than single matches. Just watching it, enjoy. I can see a tag team tournament and just enjoy myself that the uh, whole time. We had that gauntlet a couple of weeks ago at OVW, and um, um, did y'all like that? Yeah, I, li- I mean, it was great. Yeah. I liked the whole you know, boom, next team, next team, and how uh, the way they did everything. It was really nice, and I. I enjoyed that. I don't know. I don't think it was on TV, was it? No, it's a social media match. It's on our YouTube channel. Okay, that's what I'm, I, I remember seeing the video on. But you I don't would have known that if you did TV. your homework. I knew that. 
I was there, and I okay, you knew that. I did know that. Okay, I watched right. it because I wasn't able to make it that night, so I, I did watch it on social media. All right, well, good job. But uh, so was it? I'm now prepared. was that live on live on YouTube? Like it is not. That is technology that we are working on, and hopefully. Um, uh, we'll have it in the next week or two, be able to start doing our social media matches live. So uh, we are working on that. And that's the technology we'll be using for episode 1000. Um, we actually did it recently for the Top Notch Boxing Show that with uh, Gladiator. Yeah, we told a different right. thing. But uh, we did uh, use the equipment for How that. How did that come worked. about? Evander Holyfield was there in this boxing. I'm that a- was out of the blue. <laughs> so Gladiator Sports is the company that's owned by Al Snow, and there's a couple other uh, minority partners that he works with. Uh, Chad Miller used to work with the Kentucky Boxing and Wrestling Commission, so he's just a great hand to have, and he's got a lot of network uh uh, you know, there's a lot of places that he's networked with in, in the area. So he, that's, he's been a big help as for instance, getting us these, uh, this bruise and bruises tour. We're doing all the craft breweries in the area, yeah. um, and things of that nature. But anyway, um, What's I talking about? You're talking about the, the Vander Holyfield, like oh yeah. So thing. and so anyway, so they wanted to get into the boxing scene, and so we there's actually a really good upstart in Louisville. His name is Carlos Dixon. His dad's actually a boxing trainer, James Dixon, and he was also mm-hmm. a uh, well seasoned boxer and and uh, very good. And so his son is undefeated, and he's uh, doing very well. And so they decided to do a boxing show. It was, like I said, it was really kind of out of the blue, and so we booked it. Uh, Vander Holyfield has a boxing company where he, I guess, has. Uh, certain boxers that he'll bring in and so we actually had some boxers from around the world uh there's actually a really good women's fight i think they're going to show on our top-notch boxing tv program i'm not even a fan of boxing i'll be honest i'd never seen a boxing show before these girls went at it it was one of the best you know fights yeah uh and i've certainly seen my fair share of mma but i mean it was very 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 good and so it was just cool to be it was, i think it was a cool environment of andy harleyfield i was surprised to see him too yeah um, well, he's living here now i think too i think oh really to, yeah i think he lives lives and moved to louisville um, um for that whole show and the whatever they were doing uh yeah i mean it's it's pretty amazing to, to i was shocked because i saw people posting and they said tagging davis arena i'm going is that the wait a minute? I'm yeah. like, it, it, that's it. Like, that's that's that was pretty amazing. Um, so I was that was one of my questions. Gladiator Sports. Um, it's so it is owned by Al, Al yes, Snow. yes. Okay. He is the CEO. Okay, of Gladiator Sports. I was wondering what what that's been lately. It's been you know Gladiator presents you know VW this or VW that. So I was yeah. curious if that was some kind of connection of yeah. Al owned it or whatnot. Yeah, in Kentucky, if you're not the singular owner, like for instance, you know you never saw Danny Davis presents OVW, yeah. but when it's actually a a company, so to speak, where you have more than one partner, then that uh, under law you have to say the name of the company. That's why uh, WWE presents SmackDown and WWE presents Raw because that's the the company legally. That I didn't realize this until recently, but legally you have to do that. Okay, wow, that makes perfect sense. So he's not only a doctor, but he's got a little legal, a uh, little lawyer in him too. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Oh man, it's terrible, terrible. He's the doctor. He, as far as I'm concerned, he has a doctorate in information as well. So. Uh, Doctor Info. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. well, well, we know Gilbert doesn't have the scoop, so <laughs> poor Gilbert. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, he's taking a beating on this show. He is. He is. You know, actually, he he was the first one that uh, that decided to be our guest. We reached out to him. <laughs> And then uh, that was where we launched the show March of 2017, and here wow. it is, September, and he has not been a guest on the show yet. Well, let's just, to give people a little, you know, to pull the curtain back a little bit, and this may be may have been my fault, um, he followed me on Twitter because he, you know, he followed, I, I run a Louisville sports website, he follows Louisville sports, and he followed me. I was like, hey man, we're about to do a wrestling podcast. Would you uh, would you be interested in coming on? And he was like, Yeah, I'd love to come on and do your wrestling podcast. 
a couple of days later, I was tweeting with Ricky Chevy, and then he tweeted me and Gilbert together, and then I never heard from Gilbert again. Oh, so I think we got Chevyed. Wh- uh, we got Chevyed. Oh man. Although I, I I think that we're okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I think we're all fine. Yeah, we did all right. I think we've done okay. We've had some, you know, we've had some pretty big guests on the show. And we've, we've had, had one right now. The, we've had the best of the best, or might I say, the elite of oh yeah, uh, yeah. guests. Yeah, you know, we have. Um, and the best of the not best one dud, not one dud yet. Okay, maybe one dud, but as far you know, as far as guests, we've not had a dud on here yet. Um, so you know, it is what it is. I, I'm, I, I just think it's funny that he was the first one to say yes, and then it's been a year and eight, six, seven months, and not, no. not a not a sight from him, not a not a word from him. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> what? I, I was, I'm just. He's I'm playing so, with his. He's uh, watching porn over there. I, I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> but his hair slicked back a little bit now. He's kind of. Yeah, it's like I'm staring at a twin over here. Oh man, <laughs> my God! You trying to make him feel bad? No, well, it's always yes. It's always good to have a doppelganger. A, 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 a what is a stunt double? You it's know, double, just yeah. in case. Just in case. I mean, I don't want to get hurt. I'm too valuable. I'm a doctor. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Who, oh, the irony. <laughs> who would be your? I'm put you on the spot here. So, if you don't want to say it or can't, I understand. But okay. who would be right now your favorite uh, OVW wrestler? Current okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if I can necessarily pick one because I like a lot of different guys for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, I've known Chalo a long time. I really like uh, him and what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, I know he's he's uh, got some exciting things uh, coming up on the horizon. Um, I know Randall Floyd, as we talked about, he's really good. Um, just trying to think one's particular bro. I mean, I mean. We really have a good group of yeah. I, I can't pick one. We have a good group of guys. The bro gods, I think, have a lot of potential. Um, Sam Thompson, God bless his heart, he's trying. Um, he followed me on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and I blocked him. Good. That's, that's you did the that's right thing. Story. You really did. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's trying. Uh, we don't have to keep talking about Sam, but uh, there's a lot of other guys that are really good. <laughs> yeah, poor Sam <laughs> takes the beating from the cra- from the crowd too. There's this one group as well. Of they people, should like we Let's always look at them. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but but we sit like right next. So y'all y'all are normally here. We sit right here, all the way at the top. Normally, there's this group of people here in this corner, and they they've put up the most inappropriate. It's a family show. <laughs> Uh, when we went for, uh, and I'm going to call it Into the Void because I think that's a cooler name than what it actually was, uh, even though it's the wrong name, he held up a sign that was like, Sam Thompson is a pussycat, but without the cat. And my nieces are right next to me. They're like 12 and 10. And, and Jayla, she's like, Sam Thompson is a, oh, no. And But that same guy every week, it's like a picture of, he holds up a picture of a duck with a line through it or it's duck call. He takes a beat. You know what? Well, I'm, I'm going to take it easy on Sam. Well, well, I will say Tommy Dreamer definitely uh, took care of him uh, last show I was at. Uh, he beat the crap out of him. So, um, you know, so I mean, it, it's I don't give a duck. Well, I mean, you know. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you, you got it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. That was but yeah, amazing. I, I, I blocked Sam. I'm sorry, All right. Sam. All right. Well, you know, it is what it is. So so what about women-wise? Who would be the, on the women's roster, you would say, is? Uh, I mean, I, I really do think Jay Lee's doing great. I think Callie is getting into her own with uh, being the smartest girl in wrestling. Um, I think she's she's doing a lot more personality. Um, I think both of them are really good. We definitely certainly um, – 
I mean, there's Jesse Bell and and Meg as well. And but I'll be honest, we need we do need more women. We need more women on the roster. So if you and if you're a women's wrestler and interested, again, get in contact. And um, or, what did you point to me for? You're the you're never mind. All right. I mean, he is trained and he probably has done drag on the weekend. So oh gosh, you gosh. can get that's your end to OVW, buddy. You, you've always dreamed of being an OVW superstar well, was, slice I, diva. Not, not a. I mean, I've dreamed. Diva Dan. Oh gosh. <laughs> Anyways, um, um. <laughs> that, that's what his sister so told as, me at Chick Fil A that they called him growing up was Diva Dan. Uh, I love alliteration. Yeah, Diva Dan. Diva and Dan. it rolls off the tongue. I believe it one hundred percent. That's what we called him too, and we didn't even know it. Hey, I, I still like Vito's nickname of the Spider. I'm gonna go with that. So. Um, shout out to Vito Grasso, who actually just messaged me and said, give him a call. So we'll see what that's all about. All right. Anyways. So, uh, see, there, I got a name drop, name right? Drop. Yeah, I got to, the name uh, drop. so it's the only thing you drop. <laughs> so, um, as far as look, we talked about OVW now, as far as the big leagues, I guess, WB, ROH, you know, New Japan, whatever you want to say impact, we'll even throw them in there. They're no. moving on up. They're on no. up. They're moving on up. No. Who would you say is your favorite current wrestler at the moment? Or, or as far as and favorite's like a strong word, I know, but like who you like to watch the wrestle? Oh man, I'll be. I mean, that's hard. It is hard to say, and I will say, especially now, I've been working so much. I I keep an eye on the products out there, mm-hmm. um, but no, don't necessarily follow as much. That being said, I'm a huge fan of uh, Cody Rhodes, and obviously, what he's done with the all-in pay-per-view and everything i actually Amazing. think that that has been great and I, i've known cody since when he started in ovw and he's been nothing but uh humble kind and hardworking. and uh i remember uh, a few few years ago uh when i got to be a rosebud uh on uh with adam rose uh for one of the shows uh he was there doing the stardust character i think it was towards the end of his run mm-hmm. and i hadn't seen him in years and i just went up just you know i was just pretending like i didn't know him i was like hey how's it going i'm I introduced myself and he was like hey man beast what's up and he gave me a hug and it was just cool that he after all those years remember me so that the fact that he can have that many um you know just to have good relationships with people. We need more good people mm-hmm. in the world in general, but you know, especially in, in this business, cause this is what the, I love professional wrestling. And yeah. I, I think he is very talented and a good person. I think the combination of those things really, to me, uh, speaks a lot. So, you know, and, and look at him, he said this before he, he, the whole Cody Rhodes thing, you know, he's Cody he can't really technically go by Rhodes because he's, he doesn't own it. But what I like about is that, he says he even says before he's like you know I could I could probably go get it if I ask for it. He goes, but uh, why not? It ain't gonna be deal. I'm I'm fine. I'm Cody. Yeah. You know everybody. Know, you know I'm 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 okay with that. And he know I think one day he'll get back in the WWE and he'll have that name. And I think that's kind of I think he's smart to think you know what? Why fight him? Why argue? Why why try to do this? When I'm there, I'm Cody Rose. When I'm outside, I'm Cody. And it's just saying you know it's just it's it's it's. Only nice guys would do that. I mean, jerks would go after your name and try to fight it. Try to say, my, it's my dad's name. We've had this for years. Blah blah blah. But no, it's he's like, I'm just gonna let it be. You know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna focus on me and, and work on my craft and look at what he's done. I mean, he's his career right now. If WWE brought him in, he would for sure skyrocket to the championship. Do you remember about six months ago we did a show? Now you're probably gonna be like, oh yes, we talked about breakout. We talked about breakout wrestlers for this year and i made the statement and you laughed at me i don't remember you know what i don't remember which episode it was so if you if you can't recall it off top 
listen to all of our episodes. Get get to listen. No, you know, you, listen to every single one of them. It was six months ago. You it was this, it was longer than that. It was the second or third episode ever. Was it? Talk- okay, yes. so it was a long time ago. Yeah. I said Cody Rhodes is about to make an impact. No pun intended. Reminiscent of, of the impact that Hulk Hogan made on the mainstream, but at a smaller level. You did say that, and here it is, all in a year and a half later. He has done something that no one else has done, and honestly, it's out. It's it's gonna it's changed the industry. It's gonna well, it's changing the industry. We're gonna see how much it changed the industry in a few years. But it's it kind of has that whole Hulk Hogan turning heel NWO style. Uh, Eric Bischoff going head to head with with Vince on Monday Night Raw. It's uh, with Nitro. It's it's it, there's different these moments. You're like, wow, this ha- look what happened, and this would change this or did this. Uh, and now you're gonna look back at five years from now and say, wow, when Cody and the Young Bucks did that, you know, look what when they went out there and put all put everything all in to the show. Look what came from it, you know. And we're going to see that. And is it going to be all in too? There's yes. They, they just, they're waiting on announcing and waiting on the right moment because they were smart. But it's just like now there's competition out there. There's some. There's there's another platform. It's not just WWE, and that's what the industry needs. They need something to be excited about. Something else. The wrestling was at its prom in the, in the 90s when you had two big industries going at it. You never know what to expect. What was going to happen on Raw? What was going to happen on Nitro? Who was going to jump ship? And I know it's a little harder nowadays, but like I said, with the internet, social media, and of course contracts. But, you know, you, you're, Jericho still surprised us at All In. Like, even though I called it, but he still showed up at All In. He, boom, like, he, and no one knew he was in the building. There was no, there was no, there was no thing out there saying, oh, we saw Jericho in Chicago. No, no one knew. No one had an idea because they just saw him in Little Rock, Arkansas doing a concert the night before. And he was in Kansas, the Kansas City the next night. So who would have thought that Jericho would be in Chicago for All In? It's just amazing how little things like Cody and these guys, they, they do they can do this stuff and pull this and not, you know, Vince has competition for sure. You got something you're going to say? No, I'm I'm just listening to you for once. Oh, you're you actually listening. That. Yeah, because right. you're agreeing with me, so I want to listen. Yeah. And then when you don't agree with me, I don't listen to you. <laughs> but what I do th- – oh, go ahead. I, was just, I, I think you have a point in that technology, I think, is the competition because yeah. now you have got – you saw all in. I mean, someone can independently now do their own thing. And I think we're on the cusp of doing that as well with OVW because we'll soon be on you know Fight TV and um, – we're actually working out a deal with Roku. We should be on there in the next couple of weeks. Thank um, God, because I, yeah. I have so. been. That's the one thing that I told Daniel. I uh, this really doesn't make a big difference to the people out there listening. I, I recently cut the cord and switched to DirecTV now. for a DirecTV now the streaming service. The one channel, local channel, they don't have is the one that OVW's on. So for the last month, I've had to watch it on the internet. So y'all are gonna have your own Roku channel? Yes, uh, we'll have a Gladiator Sports channel, which will have OVW, uh, Top Notch Boxing. Eventually, we hope to even have like uh, like a magazine style show, you know, similar to you know what they would do in the mornings, like with uh, Livewire. Uh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll love, you that's love so awesome. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, you know, really polished and professional, yeah. and, and looks good. Well, just let me know. Just 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 Absolutely. message me, and we'll we'll get that we'll information out. out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, so me, me and the doctor are friends now. Be jealous. I mean, we are going to have to need a couple co-hosts. So I mean, uh, yeah, you know, we, we might have to tag team up. Hey, that's fine. I, mean, I do video <laughs> production. Daniel loves so. to be tag teamed. I do. So. Oh my gosh, I do video production. You know, I have a feeling good. somebody here is going to be left out of that. Uh, as in you, me. As in you. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, I already know I'll be left out, so I'm just resigning to that fact right here and now. <laughs> well, as long as Gilbert's not on it, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, if Gilbert's not on it, we could probably get Kitty Bowling on, too. Oh. All, right. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so um, <laughs> so the current roster, so is there anybody, though, you can th- besides Cody, like in the WB-wise, is there anybody else that you can say that, hey, this is this guy's really doing well? I mean, I know you said I you don't watch much. I can say I really enjoy Braun Strowman. Like, what I, for some reason, he really catches my attention. I, I see him. I don't know him. I've never met him. He strikes me as someone that's very hungry, and he gets it. Yeah. Uh, and he, he certainly also maybe has his limitations, but he knows his strengths even better, and he's playing to them, and I think he's doing an excellent job. So I, I, off the top of my head, he's the first one I'd say comes to mind. Love, love, love what they're doing with Braun Strowman. Finally, they're not wasting him. They have put him with Dolphin Drew. I don't like that part, but it's okay. I love that they put him with Dolphin Drew. That I wish they would throw. I mean, Kale's kind of working with them. Uh, I'm a Hill guy. I've always been a Hill guy. Oh, I love you know Hills that. too. I mean, but I just don't like. I I just don't like Braun. Doesn't need a people. He doesn't need people. But when you got the when you have the. The shield coming out in triple teaming you every week. You need to have, even if you're the every week. It happened one week. You know, no, it happened two weeks. I'm okay with uh, Dolphin Drew teaming up with Braun because that sort of evens the odds in Braun's favor, right? And I'm not sure what you guys make of this, but I'm genuinely surprised that they haven't made an attempt to call themselves like the Sword or something like that. What was the name they came up with last night? I don't know. I, was, I don't think I was, it was official. No, they, but they said something like the, the dogs shield. of war or something yeah. like that. Anybody ever told you you kind of look like Drake Maverick? <laughs> I do have the same body type and all that, so I'll take that as a compliment. I love Rockstar Spud. Yes, I got Eddie Edwards a lot at uh, at Starcast. Nobody Speak, cares. Speaking, I was of, so glad to see him get that opportunity because he was one of the bright few bright spots at whatever it was GF GFS or whatever it was called at the time Impact. What I'm, they change names every week for a couple of uh, months. So Impact is on the. They're doing well. They're getting better and better. They are. They're getting good. They're, it's working. Anyway, he was one of the bright spots. I, I'm. I'm a harsh critic. Like if if you do something great, I'm going to give you all the glory. If you do something mediocre, I'm going to crap on you because you could be doing better. To me. It's and again, I'm not saying this because of the current guest, and you can think I am, and I really don't care what you think because I never listen to you half the time anyway. Actually, if if I'm not get talking, I don't listen to the podcast. Okay, get to the but point. to me, it's WWE and then it's OVW. Okay, and then it, and OVW, I, I put them on the same level as ROH, and then under them, I'll put Lucha Underground and uh, anybody else, and then under them, I'll put Impact. Okay. All right. So, so I've got a couple questions for you, being uh-oh. that you work in a backstage role. Um, yes. You obviously keep your eyes on certain products to see what they're doing, and not necessarily to maybe mimic what they're doing, but is there anything that you see in certain companies where it just kind of irks you a little bit or something that maybe you would do a teeny bit better? Um. I don't know if I necessarily paid that close attention. I think there's certainly things that we have done that I couldn't help but notice seem eerily similar to things that were done on other wrestling shows, mm-hmm. um, which is always funny to see. And I, I, I would keep a close eye on that. Uh, it's funny to see some things that we have done that all of a sudden are, are done in their own way, but very similar elsewhere. Uh, I won't drop any names, but... Um, Tell, text me and I'll, I'll do it. Okay. We can just keep uh, this off the record for a um, 
But no, I, I don't think I necessarily think that way. I, I'm more concerned about what we're doing, and and I'm not trying to put off the question, but I'd say um, not necessarily. I mean, there's sometimes I have a thought like, oh man, I don't know if I would have done that, or or that's more that's interesting. I'm I'm curious. I'm always curious to see because I don't I don't think there's any right formula necessarily. There's certainly a lot of wrong things to do. Yeah, because because both um, TV is usually dynamic, especially when you go from say WWE where it's more reality based to a promotion like Lucha Underground. That's you know very rooted in kayfabe and they obviously produced the hell out of it to almost its limit yeah yeah and then uh for ovw um is there any ambition to possibly get on the gwn at some point what's that global western network uh, I guess I'm not, and this is my my ignorance. I'm not uh, familiar with that. It's okay. It's something they promote on Impact. I don't pay attention to it either. They pro- but uh, but I would certainly it's something that I would I would say we should look into. Uh, I'd say any avenue that we can get attention and eyes on us, then um, I, I wouldn't say that's necessarily on our radar, uh, so to speak. Uh, now, but now is to that consider. what the future of wrestling, especially independence, could be? Where you have all these independent scenes. Sort of like the WWE Network, but you can be able to watch Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, OVW, all on one hub, and just make it more accessible for fans versus having to go through like YouTube and all these back doors to necessarily watch the show. True, uh, I, I, I think that's great. I think we also need to be on the YouTube's and the Facebooks only because yeah. that's where people in general right, are. Because the more mediums, anyway. the better. Exactly. I, I think if there was a global wrestling network, that would be a. Go- I think that's a great idea in theory, and I think we should be a part of that. Certainly, uh, be at the table. But I'd say also we want to make sure we're present in what's are just po- popular in pop culture, and that's you know going to be your Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc. And that's the thing. I mean, you you kind of in the, right now you would you kind of have to because there's no billion dollar Ted Turner billion dollar guys wanting to put all this money into it you kind of all have to come together and have a wrestling network to compete with WWE and say this is ROH this is where Impact this is where OVW this is where whoever else you know WOW even or um, Shimmer Shimmer right is is that and Glow you can see, uh, well Glow's on Netflix um, but, you but can, no it, it, that uh, is a great idea I mean for everybody who's not WWE y'all team up and, and create a network Put all all the stuff there so people can can pick and choose. But um, I like the current model, the way things are done. I can go to OVW uh, wrestling or OVWrestling dot com anytime and watch any match ever there. So um, I, it doesn't. Would it be more convenient if it was a tab on my smart TV? Sure, but it, it is what it is. I yeah, I can find the content I want very easily. The industry anyway. has changed so much, as you mentioned before. Technology is what's making it, making it uh, competitive, and, and it's 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 really getting to the point where I mean, we live in a time. Can you imagine us like in the '90s with the Attitude Era? Yeah, we were we lived in a great era where you had Attitude, you had we had Nitro, you're going back and forth, and we thought, and then you had ECW on Saturday nights or wherever it was in your in your local market, <laughs> and you're just like, wow. Then of course here local we had OVW, but you had all these different stuff, and we thought that was so much wrestling i can't get enough but just imagine if like today's world back then that you have raw nitro you had all this stuff and then you also add roh you had stuff on the fight network you have all in you have impact you have if everything was just like that it's just so much wrestling going on new japan you know even then you, new japan was around but you didn't yeah. see it until two months later and you rented the vhs from you may have bought it through pro wrestling uh illustrator or whatever you know it's just it's amazing how right. all this is uh how what kind of age we live in and how we can get so much wrestling at, at our fingertips and when you see that um I'm sure Al, Al talks about this with training the guys. There's so much wrestling, so much to watch, so much to build your craft. 
And if you're not out there training, learning, watching this stuff, and trying to get yourself better, you have no. What are you doing? There's you're so much at your fingertips now. You know to become the best at commentary, best at promos, best at whatever, because you have so much at your fingertips. You can see compared to what it was years ago. Certainly, I mean, there's no excuses. Everyone, you have the everything at your exposure, and it's up to you to take advantage of it. And, yeah. You know, at, at at the same time, it's it's a great opportunity, but it's also a great responsibility to you know take advantage of that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, Ted, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, absolutely. I'd love to do it again sometime. It's yeah. Great guys. Absolutely. I would. We love. I was going to say on. we need to cut this now because we don't want to put all the greatness into one show. We got to have a part two, a part three. So let's just scale it back a little bit. In the show on a bright note, which is us, <laughs> and y'all just shut up for the rest of the time. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, I got no. You. I'll let you finish that. That's a, right. that's the bright spot of your week, so I'll let you. So, do it. Uh, Ted, we can find you on Twitter, right? Yep, uh, Ted, <clears throat> Ted the Man Beast on Twitter, Ted the Man Beast. Yes, and of, of course, Ov Wrestling uh, also on there, or yep. it might be Ohio Valley Wrestling. I think Instagram's one, and Instagram is Ohio Valley is Wrestling. Ov Ov Wrestling is at is Twitter. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, and then. Uh, of course, with us on the Ringside Podcast, you can find us on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook at Ringside Podcast. And then individually on Twitter, I'm at Daniel Spencer. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSC. At Cougarmania. I still miss the brother. We had it for like 50 episodes, and then it's like the last 17 or 20, we don't have it in it. Are you going to edit him out? Who? who? JK. JK? Why? Not? Why? I don't know. No. Just... no I'll keep you know, somebody's got to be fair and balanced on this show, you know. Oh, he's the he's, so he's the Fox News of this show. <laughs> Not that oh, fair oh. balanced. Wow! But, you know, so I'll uh, right wing for... smack you for saying that. <laughs> so thanks for listening to the show, guys. Uh, and as always, you can find us all on the podcast avenues: uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn Radio app, Spotify, or just go to RingsidePodcast.com. And um, once again, go to CollarNebelBrand.com. Use promo code Ringside. You save 10% and you have the Ringside podcast out. We appreciate that. Actually, there might be another sponsor coming on uh, soon. I'm working out the details. I wish I could announce it now, but uh, it's going to be big. I've heard it's a uh, bang. It is a bang. All right. And uh, in the meantime, in between time, and as always. Until next time, you can catch us Ringside. See ya. Respect.